Welcome to the PJ Party Podcast. All this week, Paul Pacino and myself, Jenny, we've been uh, covering for the morning show because Dylan and Jason have been away, so... We may sound a little extra grumpy in this podcast. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we don't like mornings. <laughs> so not into it yet. It takes like, what do you think, a month or just years in the rest of your life to finally get used to being on the radio at six in the morning. I don't know how anyone could ever get used to waking up at 345 and have that be a regular day for them. Is that what you do? Well, what time do you wake up at? Like 420. Oh. And then I shower so quickly and roll to work and am late. Yeah, you're usually pretty late. Those are the days when I get here on time. Because <laughs> I also am in a bad habit of sleeping all the way until 6 o'clock and then you call me and you're like, why aren't you here? And then I run here. Yeah, it's happened a handful of times yeah. already. All right, okay. We got one more week of it, though. Yeah, we'll, we'll get through. We're having fun. I know. We were so grumpy. Yesterday, we were yelling at people texting us. Oh, yeah. Did you? I hope you didn't pull that and put it in the podcast. No, I didn't. No, Okay, fine. good. Because we, yeah. yeah, people were like correcting me about where or where there isn't a skate park. And I was like, we get it! <laughs> Leave us alone! Stop texting here! I need a nap! <laughs> no, we love when you text us and call yeah, us. Yeah, no, that's great. So what's on the podcast this week, Jenny? Oh, we covered a whole bunch of topics this week. Um, one of the main ones was uh, Louis C.K. Can I say this in leading up to that, which is the end of the podcast, because mm-hmm. by the time this goes on and what aired and already and we're done the shows for the week, but um, Louis C.K. has actually come out with a big statement. I read it. Did you read it? Yeah. How'd you feel? He's very remorseful. He's so apologetic and he feels bad and he's like, that's I didn't, wasn't the kind right. Of, and- that's the kind of like response that should happen after these sort of things. Think I think, so? I think, I think he, yeah, he owned up to everything he did. Mm-hmm. He, I think he really feels the weight of it. Wow. What do you feel? Yeah, I guess so. Right. Um, I feel like for sure of all the guys who have been accused of something since Weinstein, Mm -hmm. he's certainly the one who got on top of it and and released a statement. And like you say, took responsibility for his actions, which I don't know if that doesn't wipe the slate clean, obviously. And that doesn't to make it all better. But certainly that's better than doing nothing or be like, "Um, I'm going to rehab now. Uh, See you later. And Mm -hmm. not saying anything, you know. Yeah. So we'll talk more about that and dive into it a little better later, right? Yeah. Um, Uh, Also, some updates uh, in BC Ferries. If you take the ferry, you may notice something a little bit different. (laughs) We also sent Paul to uh, to 7-Eleven for a little mission. How'd that go, Paul? I love every mission that means me going to a place where taquitos are. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, we also uh, thought about you're allowed to say uh, fuck on the radio now, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. No, wait, kind of. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the details on that. In the podcast, it's fine. It's but po- not, here, not- podcast, we can say fuck, yes, but... Not on the zone yet. Not? No, 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 no. no, no. We'll, we'll talk about it. Oh, okay. And, uh, of course, uh, there's a, a young boy in Victoria who has invented a new word. It's so much better than just putting lit fam in the dictionary. Exactly. But this kid is lit fam. (laughs) Paul talks to his dad about the uh, word that he invented. Yeah. So all this and lots more is coming up on the PJ Party Podcast. I was told that you guys were talking about my six-year-old son who's trying to get a word into the dictionary. Oh my gosh, is that your, is Levi your boy? Levi's my guy. Unreal. Yeah, so uh, I was told by a few people, hey, the zone, we're talking about that. So I just thought I would call in and just thanks for for talking about it. That's awesome. Well, man, thank you so much for raising such a smart little guy because we were guessing he's got to be what, like six, seven years old? He's six, yeah. And how does he know so much about language at such a young age? Like that seems Uh, above... 
Yeah. Well, he started reading when he was three years old wow. and he got this toy, this like long stuffed snake called Snakey Bob Yes, that he named Snakey Bob. And then he was talking about it and he realized one day that Bob spelled backwards is Bob. Right. So he started thinking about palindromes. And then as the video, have you seen the video on YouTube? Yeah. 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 So as the video says, he pulled up to a stop sign and noticed, you know, stop and pots. What is a word for that? And then he's, we looked it up and there isn't one. So he was like, well, we should call them Levi drums. And we're like, well, that's a great idea. Let's go for it. Yeah. And, you know, I was looking at uh, Webster's because you went to the Webster Dictionary people. Yeah, we got in touch with them. They just say that, well, people got to be using the word for us to put in the dictionary, right? That's exactly right. So we thought, well, how do we get people to start using the word? Well, let's spread the word. Let's make a YouTube video. And in the last four days, it's had 4,000 views. Yeah, that's unreal. So that's why I shared it up on the Zone Facebook page. And I hope this takes off because, you know, you hear every year it's some dumb news story. It's the same thing. It's like, oh, listicle. The word listicle got added to the Webster's <laughs> Dictionary. Is another dumb slang term, binge watch or whatever is the dumb word of the moment. Gets added yeah. to Webster's. And it's like here, not only is this a great word that describes something that didn't exist before, but the story that it's number one, from our hometown, but number two, that he, Levi's only six years old and figured this out. Yeah, well, he was actually five when he figured it out. Wow! So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's unreal. Well, what's your name, Dad? Uh, everyone calls me Lucky. Please give our best to Levi, and uh, we'll I do will. our best to and spread the word. I appreciate the publicity, my friend. <laughs> Thanks for calling in, Lucky. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Today is reverse 7-Eleven day, so apparently if you wear all your clothing backwards, you can get a free medium slurpee from 7-eleven uh so i decided to send paul down there right now but he's gonna try and uh, kind of like haggle them and finagle them to try and get them uh to give him like a warmer drink because i mean having a, a slurpee on a day like today might not be the best so let's see how he's doing down there all right so here i am i'm outside of the 7-eleven on uh, Bay Street, Bay and Blanchard, you know, and I'm in my backwards shirt and jacket and I'm poking my head and I'm just kind of waiting for uh, the young lady inside to be done with another paying customer. Keep kind of poking my head around, in t- you know, through the glass and I can tell she's already annoyed with me. She's looking at me like, oh, brother, this guy is going to do a thing. All right, I'm going in. Huh? Uh, backwards, right? Is that a thing today? Yes. Backwards? Yes. It's awesome. So I get a free Slurpee, is that right? Uh, yes. Um, okay, so here's the thing. It's very cold outside, and uh, do you think I could maybe get a hot chocolate instead? Uh, fortunately, your cappuccino machine's got this only French vanilla. But if I got a French vanilla, would you, was that cool? Okay. That's good? Yeah. Awesome, that's so good. Can you tell my friend Jenny's on the phone, actually? Jen, they're going to let me get a... French vanilla. Here, just, uh, this is uh, Charlotte. Charlotte, tell her. He's getting a French vanilla. He's getting a French vanilla. Thank you, Charlotte. This is great. What's always the swirling? What's this noise always going on? Oh, yeah, I guess it's the slurping machines here. I feel like in a spaceship. It's the warp core engine is doing a thing. All right, okay. Well, I'm going to get a French vanilla. It all was successful. My jacket is choking me, and uh, talk to you later. Wow, that was some great work in the field from Paul Plastino. Holy smokes, Jenny, is we are like still struggling to get Uber 
in British Columbia. Just mm-hmm. the car. Just a person coming with their, you know, 2012 Honda Civic come by to your house and give you a ride downtown, right? Oh, we can barely make that work. Listen what Uber is actually doing. They laid out their plans for flying Ubers. What? I'm serious. So what? They're like little helicopters. They're going to make these little helicopters completely electric. No, 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 no. It's called Uber Air or Uber Elevate. There's two different things. Autonomous flying taxi service, Uber Elevate. Okay? Yeah. So a whole bunch of pilots will just have these little helicopters that they have to buy? No, no. Oh. Autonomous means it's they fly oh. themselves. Oh, no. You oh, go up no, on that's a terrifying. No, yeah, I'm no, serious. No. You wouldn't take an Uber elevator? Oh, hop in like a drone-like thing? Okay. No, 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 no. Uses distributed electronic propulsion. You go up on a rooftop in certain cities where this thing's going to operate. So it sounds like it's going to be LA, Dubai, and Dallas to start. Call for it on your phone, mm-hmm. on the app, right? You go up the elevator to the roof of these certain buildings. A host will be there. Hello, you ready for your Uber elevator? Yeah. The helicopter's there, and it takes you to these different sky hubs on the rooftop of buildings. Can you imagine? What is the point of that, though? Like, why? Why? Why do we need What do you mean, things? what's the we point of that? We don't need anything, I guess. Oh, I want to go to a hockey uh, game in Vancouver tonight. The Canucks are playing my favorite team. I want to go over there. I take the ferry. I take one of the... I take the... Harbor uh, Air. Harbor Airplane. Because someone actually drives it. Or should I go up on the rooftop of our building and get a Uber Elevate? It's a tiny little helicopter that brings you over to Vancouver. Uh, you tell me you wouldn't do it? I uh, no, well, I would probably wouldn't have the money for it. I'm assuming it'd be very, very expensive. It's also, thing. it's not going to get anywhere near here. I mean, we can't even get the flipping cars. <laughs> We're not going to get helicopters anytime soon. But helicopters that don't have drivers, pilots. What are, what are we thinking? We got these horses downtown pulling buggies around. You think we're going to get little autonomous helicopters? We're stuck in the 1800s over here. Forget it. Over in Vancouver, they're starting this thing. They're going to try and do a uh, empty house tax. Where if you just start letting your condo or your house sit empty for the year, you don't live there, you live somewhere else, most of the year you're just parking money there and just letting it sit cold and empty while people are struggling to find places to live and the, and the vacancy mm-hmm. rate is like less than 1% and rents are skyrocketing because of it. You know, that's no good. You're going to start paying a tax. They think they can raise like $100 million with this thing, you know, wow. right? with this tax over in Vancouver. Let's see that get put to some affordable housing or whatever they're going to do with it, right? If that all went through, it sounds pretty good. If they can enforce it, yeah. Um, You know, I get a message even saying here, the problem is that uh, pl- people don't want to rent their places out because your place can get trashed by renters. Jen, have you rented all of your adult life? Yeah. You ever trashed a place? No, I've made places way nicer. See, yeah, I I always go for like the really cheap place and then sure. fix it up for them and get cheap rent for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And put money into it and yeah. paint it and do all that and, and make it a nice place to live because there's not many places you got. You got slim pickings. I've been renting my place out for years. Um, multiple groups of attendants coming and going. Often it's in better condition when they leave than when I get, I've given it to them. This whole like myth, I know, like I get it. You're going to hear horror stories and, you know, a place gets trashed and you're going to see it on the news sometimes. It's like a newsworthy event when a tenant trashes a place so bad or when the pets just run amok and pee and poo everywhere. But like this myth that renters are automatically going to trash a place mm-hmm. is so unfair to so many people. And uh, I, if it contributes at all to this rental and housing crisis that we're dealing with, mm-hmm. Do away. Get rid. Get rid. Of this mindset that renters are going to trash a place. They ain't, for the most part. Look at horror stories aside, they ain't.
Yeah. Take the risk. Take it from me who rents a place. It's like, it's no big whoop to rent your place. Do a little bit of research. Check the references. Yeah. Get a vibe and a feeling. Most of the time, when I rent my place, I get a vibe off the people applying. I was a renter for years, and a landlord of mine years ago, he made a, a good decision, and he asked if the vehicle that I showed up in was my vehicle, and he said, okay, well, I'm going to go and look and see how you take care of your vehicle. <laughs> oh, that's smart. And that shows how somebody's going to live, right, by how they treat their vehicle. <laughs> Interesting. Uh. So if the backseat is just chock-a-block with fast food uh, wrappers and candy it, bars and cups well, and... Then you don't rent to that person. Cigarette uh, burns. Yeah, that's it. No I would, dice. I would not pass that test. You wouldn't. No. I oh, would not. Go. It's a good test. I passed it. Yeah, my car is like my little place where I get away and eat snacks and leave <laughs> all my belongings. Can on yeah, it's my garbage can. It's your pig pen. Yeah, but then my house. Like I love my house. I think I keep you know relatively decent condition of my house. You know, yeah. I'm not the most clean person ever, but... Well, look, Jen, you're going to burn by this test, but, man, I really like this <laughs> test a lot. It's a good test, man. Yeah. Good test. Uh-huh. Take care. Thanks. Thanks for Bye. going today. Bye. Morning, my name is Paul Bacino. Thanks so much for listening to The Zone today. I feel like... Uh, so, I'm, I'm staunchly in this position here, and I have been for a few years now, that I'm very anti-elf on a shelf. And I know it's like only beginning and middle of uh, October, of November here, but we are getting towards like planning for elf on a shelf season if you're a parent, right? I don't care for the elf. And I get it. This is because I didn't grow up with the elf probably and I'm stuck in my ways like that. You know, it's like back in my day, we opened the Advent calendar and I eat a chalky piece of chocolate every day towards Christmas. And that was good enough for us. These kids these days get a present every single day. Does, is that how it works? The kids get a present every day from the elf leading up to Christmas when then Santa Claus comes and explodes presents all over the house as well. So should I ever um, reproduce my offspring? If I can help it, I will do everything I can to keep them unaware and in the dark about a thing called Elf on the Shelf. However, you know what I'm really for is, uh, like I said, advent calendars and a little piece of chocolate. But advent calendars are getting nicer and better all the time. Like, for instance, you see in the store, I don't buy them, but like you can buy really nice advent calendars. Or like there's a whole range now. It's not just these little chalky pieces of chocolate. You can get nice ones with little, you know, uh, cream or caramel filled little pieces of chocolate all the way up to like the nicest chocolate you can buy in advent calendar form. That's really nice. I just posted on the Zones Facebook I found this morning. There's a Target, I guess, in the States is making a Harry Potter advent calendar where every day you open it up and you get a different pair of Harry Potter themed socks. That's great, right? Uh, Like every day you get one sock. It's 12 pairs of socks. But 12 pairs of socks over a month is fantastic. So I pose this question. uh, Do you know any other good advent calendars to come up with? I'm all for this reinvigorating of the advent calendar tradition. Don't everyone say Philip's beer one all at once because those are impossible to find after the first like hour that they're out anyways. It's super rad. So it's um, every single day you get a little tiny new flavored um, preserve. Like it's a, you know, like the little fancy ones from hotels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You get like a new one of those every single day. Oh, wow. So one first, you said it's a different toast Every morning, you get a different yeah, type of toast. So you get like every, you know, every morning you have like a little different flavor. <laughs> I love that. That's so good. And it comes with these little yeah. fancy reusable jars, right? Little glass jars. Yeah, little little jars of jam. Miriam, you're saying that there is a makeup advent calendar. <laughs> 
Yes, there's lots of them. And so what is it like every day is like a new little thing of eyeshadow or whatever it is? Yeah, or like some of them have like lotions and stuff like that. Okay, but pretty pricey boy over here. You were saying the one your daughter's after is how much? Oh, she doesn't want the $300 one. But yeah, I've I've seen them as much as $300. I think the one she wanted was like 20 bucks or something. Yeah, wow. Okay, well, 20 bucks is <laughs> not so bad for an advent calendar. 20 bucks is not bad, no. Right? And better <laughs> that your daughter has makeup that maybe she can use in her life than yeah, it's a piece of chocolate that means nothing. Yeah, I definitely like the Lego advent calendars, though. Yeah, definitely. everyone loves Even the Lego. Even a Star Wars Lego one. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what would be good with the Lego ones if it was a different piece of the... A character every day. So, like, one day you get his head, <laughs> you know, and then you, like, put the minifigure together rather than having just a different minifigure every day. But Yeah, because yeah, I think awesome. it's the full-on minifigure that you get in one day. Tim, you said there was a Scotch advent calendar? Yeah, Paul, yeah. There, I just saw it the other night over at um, one of the liquor stores. So, now, I can't tell from the picture you sent me, but is it, like, a glass of Scotch per night? Yeah, it looks like just little bottles. They, the case was all wrapped up, but it looks like just little bottles for every night. And there's a list of like 25 of them. That is really lovely and very adult to retire in the evening and count down <laughs> your days to Christmas with a glass of scotch. But how much did this yeah. thing cost? 732 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, exactly. Yikes, man. So I like the idea, too. I'm getting some messages about the refillable advent calendars are a nice idea, but you're... A uh, mom, it sounds made like a really nice version of that. Yeah, yeah, they're really, uh, they're really cool. She did like all sorts of different like Christmassy colors on these mittens. Yeah, and then yeah, she goes and she buys like Kinder eggs, and she'll throw like a couple of bucks in or a scratcher kind of a thing. And I- then uh, yeah, we just kind of hang them up, you know, in the staggered thing on the wall with some of those uh, little command hooks. And right. then- and so every day your little one kind of just can go through. Are they numbered too? Does she knit numbers yeah, onto them? Yeah, yeah, she put numbers on all of them too. Yeah. Yeah, right. And it's acts as a living calendar. That's really neat. Yeah. The only like place that would get away with talking about something like this and have this be such a big deal is Victoria. Yeah. Um, BC Fairies. They now, on their announcements, have holding music at the end of the sailing. So say if you're a walk-on passenger and you're just, you know, that long wait to actually get off the boat, they have some, like, nice soothing music that you can listen to while you're doing that. I haven't heard it yet. I've only heard about it. Uh, But this weekend I'll be uh, testing it out and seeing what it sounds like. And on top of that... They have a new announcement. Oh, really? Yeah, they have like a new person voicing it. And I think it's so oh. exciting whenever I hear the new voice. Of I got, just got used to the lady who I love so much, right? right? Enjoy a white spot. Please don't stand in your cars anymore. Oh, I wonder if this has to do with uh, the fact that you can't sit in your cars no more unless you get an upper decker. Oh, they probably had to, yeah, update right? it. That mm-hmm. makes sense. And they're like, oh, let's throw in some nice holding music for everybody as well. I like that. You like that? The idea of music? Yeah, yeah, because that's a very awkward time when you're all mingling as a bunch of walk-on passengers mm-hmm. and you're just kind of sitting there trying to make eye, not make eye contact with one another. And you're just like, gotta get off this boat. And mm-hmm. then it's so like crowded and you're just shuffling. You feel like a bunch of sheep on that thing. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I wonder what's, if they're using the same song, if there's going to be that one BC Ferry song that just like will end up driving you up the wall. Probably. You know? Or if there's like a playlist that they got going. Maybe they got Spotify going for like nice soft jazz music. Yeah, sure. I hope that's what it is. Someone call in and do an impression of the hold music, please. Yes, please. Someone call us and be like, <laughs> you're getting off the ferry, it's time to go to Please be patient. You do. Your ride's late anyways. Meow, meow, meow. 
Um, and then I was thinking about the um, the uh, person who does the announcements. That's something that I really want to do one day in my life. I think that's like my end goal is to one day be a, a fairy voice. Yes. Um, but do you remember that guy who was working at BC Fairies? He's just like, you know, someone who worked in the crew. He was 22 years old, looks really young, has yeah. red hair, he's a little guy, but had that incredibly deep voice and oh. everyone was talking about it. Love that guy. Here's a little a little sample of his voice. They should get him to do the announcements. Most people only drop once. I ended up dropping twice, once when I was 13 and then dropped again when I was 16. Yeah, I did. I know. I want to get him to do the voice for like our radio show. Yes. Right? He should be our guy. Absolutely. Do you know what, though, he's actually doing is he's finishing a degree in microbiology at, the, at UVic. Hmm. Yeah. So get into radio, spare time man. to just say our names a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was doing some reading yesterday, and uh, it, it got me thinking about, um, you know, on Facebook, how people really like to show off their babies or their, their you know, <laughs> cute pets or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, but mainly babies, right? Like, mm -hmm. if your friend has a baby, their Facebook feed is now photos of babies. Oh, yeah. Understandably. I mean, the thing is cute. It's new. Sure. It's exciting. And you want to share everything that your baby does. Mm -hmm. um, but I was thinking, like, back in the day, what would be, like, the equivalent of that as a mom or, or a dad uh, to show your kid off? Um, the wallet picture. The wallet picture. Okay. Yeah, right? Yeah. Let me, it's like as soon as you saw people, you were like, let me show you the newest picture of my baby that you kept in your wallet and you like slap them in the face with it. Look, 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 look. Do people still do that? You think? I wonder. I, yeah. On their phones, I have actually a, um, uh, an album in my phone, in my photographs mm -hmm. called Wallet Pictures, which is pictures that I want to show people. I look at my dog and my cat and my wife and my bird and you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, Aww. like family things, or my nephew, things like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a great idea. I like yeah. that. Back in the day, they used to have this thing called baby shows. Oh, no. Where it was like, you know, like cat shows where you, you like make your cattle groomed nicely. It's a specific kind of breed. Oh, no. And you bring it to a show. And then, you know, there's professionals and experts there who like mark the cats. They did the same thing with babies. And it wasn't like a, a pageant. There was like doctors there and experts and they would uh -huh. rate the babies of like how fat they were, <laughs> how cute they were, no. if they were the smallest baby, if they had the reddest hair, they would get different ribbons and prizes. Wow. Obviously that's not a popular thing anymore, but that's a way that people used to show off their babies is literally by showing them off. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I'm really happy that we don't do things like that. I, but there are people who would do it still. Well, I guess like pageants are kind of similar to that, but usually yeah. the kid is into it, right? Like they're, yeah. they're just holding a newborn baby and being like, is mine the cutest? Give it a ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as of yesterday, this is kind of a, a change in times, I think maybe. Uh, the Canadian Broadcasting Standards Council has ruled that the F-bomb is uh -huh. okay on Canadian radio stations. Great! Um, okay, here you it goes. No, 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 no. Um, it's for French-speaking Canadian radio stations. Oh, sacre bleu. <laughs> yeah, so for us, it's still, you know, a little too blue for us. But uh, for, yeah, the French people, they can say it as much as they want. And I don't, I don't know why they get to say it and we don't. Do they get to say 
the F word or the F word in French? No, like the F bomb. Like you get to say the F word. The F word that it, it is known in English. But that doesn't mean anything to them because it's not their word. It's like it would be a different word. What is a different word? What is it? I know what it is. I know how to say the F word in French. I don't oh. know if I'm allowed to. No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't know what I'm allowed to say anymore. <laughs> Will I get in trouble if I drop an F-bomb? Or if we get, like, a French-speaking person to come onto the radio station and drop it, would that be okay? So, yeah, what, okay, the English <laughs> F-word in, in a French sentence, that's okay? Is this yeah, what you're saying? Yeah, so the, what we would say, the F-bomb, is yes. okay if a French radio station says it, but do they, not do the they, Canadian. Do they just slip in the, the English F-word? Um, now they can. They didn't before. Like, they weren't allowed to. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The F-bomb in French, when you say it as the F-bomb in English, is actually it actually means seal. Dad, can you help me with my French homework? Yeah, sure, why not? What's the word for fish? Poisson. Good. Dog? Chien. Seal? Fuck. Chris, watch your language. No, that's how you say seal in French. Fuck. And remember, you can use that word as much as you want, even home at the dinner table in front of your parents, because it's French. And French is classy. Hello, my name is Jenny West, and with me is Paul Placido. Yeah! From Paul Placido's Carnival of Fun. Yeah. Welcome. Okay, so the game today, well, we were talking about um, how French radio stations are now allowed to drop the F-bombs, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But we here, English-speaking radio station, are not allowed to yet, uh, says the Canadian Broadcasting Standards Council. Mm -hmm. um, so on that theme, um, Paul, I remember you played this game once where you played a song and the person had to guess uh, when the first swear word comes in. Yeah. So these are three contestants are hanging on the line for us right now. Uh, the game, how it works is, is that these three contestants will give me a time, an amount of time mm -hmm. of this song. And uh, the closest without going over, of course, uh, before we have to turn it off and the song ends, will uh, be our uh, winner. Okay. Okay. So starting with um, Alexander calling from Saanich. Uh, now, the song is Kendrick Lamar's Humble. Great song. Great song. We did a Kendrick Lamar song last time we played this game, too, but this is a new song that's come out since then. So then, Alexander, how long into the song is your bid before we have to turn it off because of a swear word? 47 seconds. 47 seconds. All right. Christy and Addison, how big of uh, hip-hop fans and uh, Kendrick Lamar fans are you two? Uh, not very. I'm not sure who that is. Okay. <laughs> so what's your bid? How long into the song? Um, 10 seconds. Oh. <laughs> 10 seconds? Ten My seconds. heart is melting. Little adorable. Is that Addison? Yeah. Who is 10, ten seconds? That's okay. so good. All right, you guys hang on there. And uh, finally, we'll go to Mark. Mark, uh, tell me you're a Kendrick Lamar fan. I am. I'm going to say like 35 seconds. 35 seconds. So, Alexander, 47 seconds. Christine Addison, 10 seconds. Mark, 35 seconds. All right, are we ready to listen to it? Let's hear it. Oh my gosh, I really hope I edited this properly yeah, <laughs> and stops it at the yeah, right time because I could get in trouble. <laughs> Here it is. We're gonna win this. You gotta see this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, I remember syrup sandwiches and crumb allowances, but listen. That was it. That was it? That was a total of 12 seconds, which 12 means. 12 seconds. Addison. Addison. Yeah. 
this win belongs to Addison. Yeah. Because she is the one who said uh, he, 10 seconds. Yeah. Right? <laughs> How old is Addison? How old are you, Addison? Seven. Seven oh, years man. old and mm. not much of a Kendrick Lamar fan? <laughs> I would hope not <laughs> with those kind of words. Yeah. Uh, right. Well, congratulations. You two just won Victoria Royals tickets. Uh, that is for the game on November 21st. It's a Tuesday against the Lethbridge Hurricanes. Congratulations. Awesome. Thank you. I think this has happened to many people before, but Paul, I want to ask you, um, have you ever been to a party where there's a piano in the room Mm -hmm. and um, someone goes to the piano and decides that it's their time to shine Mm -hmm. and plays that song? Oh, no, never no? That one. Oh, no. Oh, man, that's happened on many occasions for me. That's always like the go-to song. If there's a piano, pretty much everyone who knows how to play piano will play that song. Really? Are yeah. you for or against it, this? No, I'm against it. Really? Man, I'm just done with that. In the Wonder Wall, there's a guitar out. To me, the piano and the guitar are miles apart. Like, if when someone mm-hmm. breaks out the acoustic guitar, even if they're great at it, even if they start strumming my favorite song, I'm like... Get a load of this, bruh. <laughs> right? But if someone sits down on a piano, almost no matter what they start playing, as long as they're, you know, You okay like the piano? It, I love it. It's so good and classy. I would start crying if they started playing that song by Coldplay. Oh, yeah, I that's what cr- I didn't like right? about it. Yeah, it's everyone's like, oh, you just, the mood was great. And then now you played that song. Everyone's oh, crying. Really? And but now we're all singing clapping. Along. Oh, and really? we're all holding hands. Oh, oh cheese like factor. It. Come yeah. up to meet you, right? Everyone mm-hmm. starts crying. I like it. Ibs and flows in a party. That's the like <laughs> slow part of the party. This is why roller coasters are good, right? And then after that, everyone... Cheers. Everyone feels more well brought together Has and in love. Cry. And then they all start cheers and everyone just starts doing shots again. You need the lulls to appreciate the highs. Yeah, Coldplay's good for that. That's <laughs> the scientist in the zone at 913. And before that, we heard Matthew Goodwin with Everything is Automatic. Uh, were you ever into Pokemon Go? Uh, yeah, for like one day. I remember I was up on Tequalicum Beach. I crashed Jason Lamb's family camping trip. What? Yeah, he was up camping. So I was like, I'm going to come too. So I just drove up there. Budged in on them and like bought ice cream for everybody. Okay. And we had fun on the beach. And then I was taking like a walk, just me and Gary the dog. Mm -hmm. And I was like, ooh, Pokemon Go now available in Canada. Played it, caught a Pikachu, immediately got tired of it. You caught a Pikachu? Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, I know some people like Jade in the evening zone, she plays it all the time with her and her boyfriend. I know. They have like a group of people that they go and meet on the field and they like learn about all the mystery Pokemons and stuff. I found that I only played it when I was like, yeah, sitting on the toilet, just like wanting something to do. And then there was only like ratatas or whatever. And like bats and I don't know. Yeah, so I wasn't very good at it and uh, forgot about it quickly. Remember one time the the telescope was at my house? And he was all rooting around in the crawl space, right? That's when it first came out. And he's like, dude, I got bad news for you. You got a pretty huge rat in your crawl space. I was like, what? <laughs> Are you kidding? And he shows me his phone and it was Rattatat. I was like, oh, sweet, that's hilarious. Great joke. That was my great Pokemon Joe moment. Pokemon Go. Yeah. 
And then I immediately That's was tired. That's a great moment. Yeah. What a cool guy. I like him. He was him. very funny, yeah. Apparently in 2018, they're going to be releasing a Harry Potter version of it. Okay. Which I think sounds pretty cool. Uh-huh. Going around the wizardly world of muggle thing realm, you know, whatever the magic words are that they use. Yeah. Um, with your magic wand and, and pretty much doing the same thing. Casting spells um, around Victoria you could be doing, which is, is pretty neat, That's I neat. think. Um, they have really give out too much details about what's going to be happening on the game, but it's going to be called Harry Potter Wizards Unite and it will be available on your smartphone in 2018. Uh, Jen, all yesterday starting yesterday afternoon uh, after the story got published in the New York Times that's all I was reading about was uh, Louis C.K. I read the whole article and uh, I think like a lot of you know like a lot of Louis C.K. fans was probably I was pretty disappointed. I wasn't surprised. We knew this was coming for a while mm. that um, he had a little thing that he liked to do that was not very good. It's sexual abuse. Yeah, it's like, like I said, like a lot of fans, I think of Louis, it was just like, it was disappointing though, you know, for these allegations to now fully come out and then he's canceled all his talk show appearances and everything. It's like, it was disappointing. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know the word for it. Um, it is just like watching all this happen and and all like the the celebrities yet now coming out and, mm. and having all this happen it's just like i feel so bad that we had no idea this was going on yeah. until now um i think it's great though that it is coming to the to the public to yeah. the forefront and people are talking about it now mm-hmm. and people feel like they have you know enough support that they can come out and talk about what these people have done to them absolutely but yeah, no, I totally get that where you're like, oh man, like I really enjoyed him. I loved him. I He's such a talent. He's such a hero for so many people. And to have that now attached to him, you're like, oh man, come yeah, on. Right? Like, yeah. really? You too? A couple of thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, about this. Number one is like, yeah, like you say, it's really good this is coming out and uh, these women are very brave. When you think mm-hmm. about the position of power that Louis was in for these women, that's what makes it so heinous of a thing to do, number one. You're almost seeing the power kind of switch now. Oh, yeah. You can imagine. I mean, HBO is cutting ties with him and FX is looking into it from his TV show. And it's like his whole mm. life and career is falling apart now yeah. because of these indiscretions. So um, if there's a lesson, I think the lesson for women is being learned. There's like, you know, it takes bravery, but do that, mm-hmm. you know, um, lean on that bravery. And there is now hopefully the support is there from society at large. I read something crazy like since the Harvey Weinstein thing kind of hit, there's been 35 uh, prominent men and celebrities that have been the allegations have come out against. Mm-hmm. So now hopefully we're all kind of, you know, saying to survivors and these women, they're like, well, we believe you. You can come out. Be brave. Yeah. Take the steps. But we will believe you. We will support you. We will take these guys down. Absolutely. Because now in, in society, it's becoming not okay. And that's what we yeah. needed to happen. Right. Not people to just brush it off and have it be nothing. No, this is serious. And we're going to be taking it seriously. And those people who do those crimes mm-hmm. are going to now have consequences like losing their job or losing things that they, you know, just like kind of took for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, and the lesson I hope for men is, uh, like for all of us guys, you know, whether we're in a position of power or not, is that uh, it's this time where we were being protected and our indiscretions and our terrible behavior, we could just get away with it or sweep it under the rug or no one would believe. That's over. It's game over, mm-hmm. man. It's mm-hmm. game over for that. The jig is up. You know, we all need to really watch our behaviors. I think it goes back to like an education thing as well. This hopefully is kind of a last vestige of like, we didn't want to talk about sex and um, what was appropriate and what consent is in school, right? There's still pushback. You should hear about in Alberta too. They're still pushing back against like really comprehensive sex ed. 
It's just like we really need to, from a young age, instill these values in these young people of like what what is okay to do. Um, you really need to like hammer consent home. As a kid, I didn't I, know what consent was. As no a kid. idea. No idea. I didn't know that was a problem and an issue that anyone would have to face. But, right. You yeah. barely, uh, as a kid, I think now in school public schools, you barely get the mechanics. Yeah. Of how it all works, but you need that consent thing needs to be hammered mm -hmm. up. So I hope that with all this in the news, that's hopefully the next step. And uh, this is the last generation that has to deal with this on this like epidemic level that we're mm -hmm. seeing it with between all these allegations against these prominent men and all the whole Me Too thing and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Hopefully this is the last generation that has to deal with it at this level. I hope so too.